0: are you ready to talk about the motion picture
1: shows
0: i don't know i'd probably have to say yeah
1: on that one question mark three hours
0: for a movie
1: welcome to football day
0: i needed this thing to end quick fast and in a hurry is it though is it a good movie yes i think so Welcome to Don't Be Crazy podcast. I'm Justin Cavender, and with me, as always, is Mr. Zachary Rancourt. Here we discuss and dissect what makes a film absolutely amazing, or, God forbid, pure rubbish. Not like this movie we're going to talk about today. Uh, All that we ask of each other is don't be crazy. Don't be crazy, Zach.
1: I drive truck, break arms, and arm wrestle. It's what I love to do. (laughs) It's what I do best. I drive truck? (laughs) Is that what he says? He says, I drive truck. I looked at the subtitles, too, and I was like, (laughs) huh, (laughs) Zach drive truck. (laughs)
0: Yeah, me Tarzan, you Jane.
1: Yeah, Bull is, uh, he's a guy, but I'm very excited to talk about this. I have my Hawkinson shirt on. I have my hat that I'm waiting to turn backwards. Um, Oh, man. I know. I'm, I'm ready, but good to see you. I know. Thank you for this. I I can't remember when you got this. Maybe it was for my bar mitzvah or my Kwanzaa or my flag day or my earth day, whatever you gave it to me for.
0: Yeah, I think it was like a birthday or two ago.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I like it. It is very soft. Yeah. Just like you. Thanks, man.
0: I think I'm pretty hard, though. I'm soft. I eat a lot of
1: donuts. (laughs) You eat a lot of ingredients for donuts. You don't actually eat the donuts, just like the s'mores.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, geez. That was... Huh. That's uh, not one of my, my finest moments.
1: <laughs> I'm just going to get you a t-shirt that says that. Not my finest moment.
0: <laughs> I, uh, I like the chocolate.
1: So do I. Who doesn't?
0: Yeah. I like 66% of the ingredients to s'mores. I'm not really a marshmallow kind of guy, but I like the gram and I like the chocolate. I agree. Those are like, both very tasty. Like a gustus. <laughs> gustus Gloop. <laughs> i am the augustus in just about every scenario (laughs) augustus how do you feel hungry true story Serious nice business but are you ready to talk about this motion picture show i was born ready justin dude me too i like this one so we're gonna do over the top this is a long time coming we've been talking <laughs> about doing this movie for like three years now and it's finally happening 22 goddamn excited. fucking years we have been waiting for <laughs> i know it's a good one so 1987 directed by Menahem Golan, i guess uh producer of Captain America, the 1990 <laughs> version, which is a gem if you've seen it. Uh, and also Cobra. Not G.I. Joe Cobra, but <laughs> Sylvester Stallone Cobra <laughs> in a meat locker. Uh, in case there was any confusion. It was written by one Gary Conway. Actually, it was written by three people. Who knew? It took it took a pool, a think tank to make this movie happen. <laughs> you got Gary Conway, Dave Eaglebach. Uh, Sterling Siliphant. So there you go. The cast includes Sylvester Stallone, Robert Loggia, Susan Blakely, Rick Zumwait, David Mendehall, and Terry Funk. Mr. Cutler speaking with you. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> For all you big WWE fans, Terry Funk is a legend, a hardcore legend. Yeah.
0: He might well say, "Mr. Cutler is talking to you." I don't remember what he says, but something like that. I think he, he says, "Speaking with you." Puts his finger in his chest.
1: <laughs> you don't do that to Cobra. You don't do that to a Rocky Balboa.
0: He'll punch or, you. Or John Rambo. Or John Rambo, <laughs> Part Eight. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. Anyway, so critical reception, unfortunately, was not kind <laughs> to over the top. It is a 32 percent. Of course, there are movies that are far worse than that. So I will I will take it. Their 32 is my 100 as far as I'm concerned. This is a near it's like it's like Celsius. Challenge. It's like Celsius versus Fahrenheit. <laughs> yeah. 100%. The audience is a little bit more forgiving. It's at a 49. So that's better. I suppose. Still but, an F. Um, <laughs> that is true. Um, And that's, and that's sad. So uh, let's see here. Tony Mastriani from the Akron Beacon Journal. He says the arm wrestling championship eats up about a third of the movie, which is a lot of grunting, snarling, and perspiring. All things being relative. This beats what passes for drama in the rest of the movie. (laughs) One out
1: of four. He wasn't snarling. He was sneezing.
0: <laughs> yeah, that one guy was snarling. The one that was like eating things, drinking the alcohol. The, P- the Penzoil. <laughs> <It was> weird. <laughs> yeah. Eating I don't think cigars and stuff. I was like, you're, yeah. you're
1: not a real person there, guy. Calm down, dude. <laughs> Guys got problems.
0: <laughs> he was like, dude. Um, then you have Brandon Collins, who um, quite the opposite. He says, this movie was so much fun. As crazy as it was, I couldn't stop being entertained. Way to go, Brandon. That's for medium
1: popcorn. Ooh, I, I get a small popcorn. I can't get anything bigger than that because I just, it's too much for me. And I always Damn eat it. all my popcorn right before the movie starts. I don't know I, why. I
0: get the, I get the tub. <laughs> tub. Do you get a refill on your way out? <laughs> sort of. So when we went and wa- I got a refill before the movie even started. We, Dave and I went and saw Dr. Strange like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And we got a big tub of popcorn. And then like just kind of standing there waiting around. And then I poured a bunch into his like little box and then I ate a bunch and then I was like, man, I'm going to get a refill. (laughs) (laughs) We used to do that in high school. We would get the because larges were like,
1: you know, free refills. So it was attached to the shopping mall. So we'd bring like a bag with us and just buy a popcorn, fill up the bag, then go and get a refill. So or we'd send someone up to do it.
0: They should do it to where if you get a small, only a small amount of kernels have popped. If you get a medium, a medium amount of kernels have popped. (laughs) Yeah. And a large, all of them are popped. There you go. Get all all the bang
1: for your $19 for your popcorn and soda.
0: Yeah, I have no regrets when I go to the theater. I will always get a popcorn and soda. It's just part of me basking in the ambiance. It helps me enjoy a movie. It's sort of like like a pleasure principle, as it were. I'm like, I'm eating, I'm drinking. But now these movies are so goddamn long. I, know. I have to pee like an hour into it. And then I, the next two hours, I'm just sitting there miserable.
1: Yeah, I, I have been running into that issue. That's why I typically don't drink anything when I when I watch a movie because I got ices for a little bit. And I'm like, no, that's a bad idea because then I'd have to leave halfway through to go to the bathroom and then come back. So,
0: yeah, <laughs> not my favorite i was lucky with dune because i saw i watched Dune at home first and then i went to the movies Mm -hmm. so i knew the lull that i could go and escape for a few seconds yeah so that worked out but the batman forget about it man i was just like holy shit i gotta be so fucking bad and the goddamn bats on my screen (laughs) so that was a problem too too long
1: (laughs) love that movie yeah that's all right that's fantastic well, mm-hmm. here are some fun trivia facts. about. I'm not done. Over the Can top. are not finish? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> the budget, Zach. Oh, shit. I didn't even know you read that. I thought you read that.
0: <laughs> no, it was $25 million. We're at, but unfortunately, it only grossed about $16 million. <laughs> so it lost a little bit of money there. Opening weekend, it did $5.1 million. And that was uh, just after Valentine's Day, February 16th, 1987. My goodness. Now, you may continue the joke.
1: (laughs) Why wouldn't a movie like that with Stallone, who was like one of the biggest stars in the world in the 80s, only it it underperformed? I feel like it would at least make its money back.
0: Yeah, well, it it all depends on how you market these things, man. And if people think they're going to see an arm wrestling movie, they're not (laughs) going to fucking watch it. But if they were thinking that they were going to watch a movie about a boy and his dad, then maybe they would be a little bit more intrigued. True very true very true i don't know i mean that's that's looking at it through a 2022 lens i don't know what it was like in 1987 i don't remember seeing the trailer for this movie but i do remember watching it at a very young age uh like when i was probably 7 or 8 years old
1: <laughs> and then just arm wrestling left and right kids at the uh, at, at the local arcade so. <laughs> yeah Um, So years later, Sylvester Stallone explained why he actually agreed to be in this movie, and he is quoted as saying, Menahem Golan kept offering me more and more money until I finally thought, what the hell? No one will see it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. He he was kind of right, except uh, he didn't count for Mr. Justin Kavanagh and Mr. Zach Rancourt loving it so much. Yeah. Uh, John Bresnick, I believe, is his name. The real-life arm wrestler who inspired the Lincoln Hot character won in the trucker class of the actual over-the-top tournament and won the Volvo white truck and Trailmobile trailer that were the grand prize in the movie. It was worth about two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Bresnick uh, then took the truck on tour across the country to promote the film. He later sold it and bought a nineteen eighty-seven Corvette with some of the money. I think that guy. Has a documentary called Pulling John. He's like one of the most famous arm wrestle- wrestlers of all time, which I saw years ago on Netflix. I
0: liked it. This is a John. That's a John. Yeah, you a John. John. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Let me get some onions and some peppers on this. And you got you got a John. You got a John. Don Johnson was the second choice <laughs> for Lincoln Hawk.
0: Could, I see what you did there.
1: Could you as in Wyoming
0: Wise? Wyoming Wise.
1: <laughs> could you ever see Don Johnson in the role of Lincoln Hawk? No. No. How could he be a professional arm wrestler? He can barely be a professional, I don't know.
0: I I could see Danny DeVito having the role of Lincoln Hawk over <laughs> be <awesome>. Don Johnson. Do I look normal to you? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny.
1: Yeah, get him a high chair. Get him platform shoes like some of those uh, arm wrestlers had. Yeah. And then finally, in the montage of arm wrestling towards the end of the movie, there is a competitor that goes so hard that his elbow breaks. I think he was the German guy. And his name was Michael Bosio. Oh, there we go. A German national champion in LA for a uh, wrestling tournament during the shooting of the film. The break was very real and totally unplanned. And that is devastating. That would suck to break your arm in an arm wrestling match. Heck yeah. I, w- I don't want to break my arm in an anything match so that would uh, be terrible have you broken a bone before i've never broken a bone isn't that crazy you're lucky i know
0: shit hurts (laughs) i know
1: i almost (laughs) i I almost got hit on my bike on on sunday when i was riding some like drunk driver was being an asshole and i was on the road and it was crazy stuff man so that could have been my broken bone incident or i could have died but that's about as close as i've come (laughs) so
0: (laughs) lucky i broke a leg and i broke a collarbone
1: you broke your collarbone?
0: Yeah. That's a silly story. I was, I was a little boy and I was on a teeter totter. My cousin was much bigger and weighed about a hundred pounds more than me. And he got on a teeter totter. I went flying like out of straight out of a cartoon. <laughs> 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 and uh landed on my on my shoulder there and broke my collarbone.
1: That is not fun, and those probably do not feel fun. My friend broke his collarbone snowboarding recently, and it was uh it was gnarly. Yikes. Well, um, I watched this movie on Amazon Prime Video. It is available for everybody. But, of course, you can also purchase it, which you should. I think they have a Criterion collection for it. It's, um, it's, it's up there. It's a special Steelbook edition. But, yeah. Um, so, anyways, here's the synopsis uh, for anyone who has not seen this masterpiece. Lincoln Hawk is a truck driver who also arm wrestles for extra cash. Hawk's estranged wife, Christina, who is suffering from heart disease, asks that Hawk pick up their young son, Michael, from military school and develop a relationship with him. Hawk had left them 10 years earlier. Michael's wealthy grandfather, Jason Cutler, Robert Lozier, believes that Hawk has no right to be in his grandson's life. Michael distrusts Hawk initially and treats him with contempt at every turn. Over the course of a trip from Colorado to California, the two reconcile and bond. When they finally arrive at the hospital, Christina has died from complications during surgery. Michael blames Hawk for delaying his arrival and immediately leaves for his grandfather's estate. An attempt to retrieve Michael ends with Hawk being arrested when he resorts to ramming the gated mansion. Michael visits Hawk in jail and forgives him, but says he feels safer living with his grandfather. As a condition of charges being dropped, Hawk is obliged to sign over custody of Michael to Cutler. Hawk leaves to compete in the World Arm Wrestling Championship in Las Vegas, hoping to start his own trucking company with the prize of $100,000 in cash and $250,000 and a $250,000 white tractor truck, despite his underdog status. Most other kind of red. (laughs) It is
0: red. (laughs) What is, what? I don't know why it's... Maybe that's in the name. Like maybe, white maybe like truck. Volvo White is like a brand or something <laughs> yeah. like that. I'm like, that look more like like, like an orange or a red, but...
1: Yeah, get your <laughs> eyes checked, mister. I'll let that one slide. <laughs> Most other participants are much larger, including... Is that the
0: red or the
1: white? <laughs> Bull Hurley. Oh, that's not chicken. I'll take some of the yellow and don't be stingy on me. <laughs> <laughs> don't get cheap on me. <laughs> that's what he says. Including Bull Hurley, who is the under defeated world champion for the prior five years. Uh, the odds on favorite to win again, actually. Other competitors include John Grizzly, Mad Dog Madison, Harry Bosco, and two-time Canadian champion champion Slammin' Carl Adams. When Hawk arrives, he sells his truck for $7,000 <laughs> $7, <laughs> and he uses what? <laughs> he's,
0: like, he's like, are you Hawk? <laughs> At the <beginning>. All yeah. <laughs> oh, I've been hearing on the radio is this guy, Hawk's a man defeat. He's like, well, I'm Smasher. (laughs) He's like, that's a nice name. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: I have a question about that later that I want to get into, which is I laughed at at so many parts in this movie. And there is another part, too, when they're doing the interviews and they're asking everybody, like, no they do the, the basically cutaways, the talking heads and people are like, I just want to be the world champ. I want this. He goes, actually, I just, uh, I want the truck. I don't even want the money. <laughs> I <don't> want the, <laughs> yeah. the truck.
0: No, this other shit means anything to me. I don't want to be a world champion. I,
1: I, just, just. I just, I just need this truck. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was awesome. Um, Okay, so anyways, he sells his truck, uh, Lincoln Hawk does, for $7,000, and he uses the proceeds to place a bet on himself as a 20-to-1 20, 20 long shot to win. <laughs> Meanwhile, Michael learns Cutler had driven his parents apart and had been intercepting and hiding letters Hawk had regularly written to him. Stunned by his grandfather's deceptions, Michael steals a pickup truck and drives to Las Vegas to find Hawk. Hawk advances to the final eight competitors in the double elimination tournament before suffering his first loss, injuring his arm in the process. Cutler, who is also in Las Vegas, summons Hawk to his hotel suite and offers Hawk a chance for a fresh start, $500,000 and a top of the line semi, even better than the tournament's grand prize, on the condition that he stay out of their lives for good. But Hawk refuses. He returns to the tournament with improved focus and advances to the final match against Hurley. Michael finds Hawk and apologizes for misjudging him, which gives Hawk the emotional support he needs to compete. After a long match, Hawk manages to beat Hurley and wins the tournament. A triumphant Hawk and Michael take their new truck, cash prize, and gambling winnings and drive off to start a new life together and start their trucking business. He's grabbing my thumb! <laughs> yeah. Get him off my thumb! Get him
0: thumb. off my thumb!
1: <laughs> so, Justin, you said you saw this movie when you were about seven years old, give or take. What were your thoughts when you first saw this?
0: Yeah, it might have been eight. I don't know. It was on home video. I saw it at my, um, my Auntie Karen's house, actually. And uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. But I mean, I'm an eight-year-old. I'm watching like this 12-year-old kid bond with his dad. And I had a really good relationship with my father. So I don't know. There was a lot going for it for me. Uh, the arm wrestling thing, it's pretty gimmicky. But when you're a kid and the idea of like Las Vegas and all, and the, the spectacle that it is, it's like, wow, look at all these people lining up to watch a bunch of dudes arm wrestle. It's kind of fun. <laughs> and it's entertaining <laughs> for a kid. Like I was, I was knee deep in like, you know, WWF at the time, right? So, a lot of the guys that are present in this movie, you know, are reminiscent of Crazy Town Banana Pants wrestler type. So, it, it all... This was a perfect storm for Justin Cavender, <laughs> circa nineteen eighty eight. <1988. laughs> Gets the Cavender's stamp of approval there. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm here for it, man. I was, I, I enjoyed it. My dad, I remember my dad thinking it was the worst movie ever made. But I was like, what are you talking
1: about? It's got freaking Rambo, man. It's cool. It's amazing. I love yeah. it. I think, so the first time I saw it was uh, with my buddy, Matt, and we were going deep dives for 80s movies, and I think we were just drinking beers at his house, and we put it on, and I just was, I, I knew about the movie for the longest time, but I'm like, the plot sounds so stupid. It's its a guy that arm wrestles, and I just don't get it, <laughs> and it was so stupid, but I loved it every minute of it, and I think I think you and I bonded over that when we talked about just how ridiculous it is, and... It makes absolutely no sense. So actually, I'm going to start this episode with a very tough question, Justin, and I think it really should get the ball rolling for our in-depth analysis of this cinematic gem, you know, this movie that won the Oscar for best movie ever made. <laughs> <laughs> right. Why does this movie even
0: exist? <laughs> that, that is a good question, but I think that they were, you know, banking on Stallone's star power. He is the king of sequels at this point. He's already made a couple of Rockies, a couple of Rambos. Um, he's, he's the man at this point. So, uh, and, uh, Canon group. Uh, I don't know if you've ever watched that documentary on the amazing distribution company of Canon, but they've made some pretty remarkable films, uh, including Masters of the universe, American Ninja Cobra, which also had Stallone in it, Cyborg, the Delta force, death warrant one through fucking four, probably, (laughs) uh, break in, break in two. So they just kind of have, um, uh, track record of making terrible movies, but they're movies that people enjoy. Like it is quite possible that there is a human being out there that would give each one of those movies that I just named an A (laughs) plus. So (laughs) like they just kind of have this weird, like nostalgia vibe going for them that people really enjoy. I mean, I've seen breaking and breaking Two a thousand times. Uh, You know, uh, American Ninja was one of those B budget films that was just always on TV and you probably watched it a a billion times as well uh masters of the universe i fucking love that movie even though it it doesn't you know ring true to like the animated masters of the universe at least for the time but it was fun to watch i mean the only it was weird that obviously Masters of the universe takes place on eternia and then five minutes in the movie they're on earth (laughs) so it's like (laughs) okay let's take the most interesting thing about this and and take it over to earth and that's kind of lame but whatever i was a kid it was he-man i was there for it so i do think that they thought they had something going for him uh the idea of stallone and and even um uh loja you know he's he's an accomplished actor he's been in a lot of stuff so i think just at the end of the day it just it didn't work out it was a gamble i mean it's an investment a lot of investments are right you gotta yeah <laughs> you, you never know but um i think this one has sort of stood the test of time in a way to where it's now 2022 and it's available to watch on prime. Like you don't have, you know, aside from your normal prime membership, you can literally turn on your TV and watch it. So I do think that it's kind of cool that the accessibility is there. Obviously there's a demand because this is a movie that finds its way onto a streaming service all the goddamn time. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> if, if it's not on Prime, it's on HBO, if it's on HBO, it's on Netflix. So it's just one of those things where you're always able to watch it. And it wouldn't be that way if there wasn't a demand for it. So He was just, a box
1: office draw. You're absolutely right. Yeah. It makes It makes a ton of sense.
0: So yeah, that's the long-winded answer to your question.
1: Well, yeah, and there's so many there were so many weird 80s movies. Like when you're listing all the canon movies, aside from them being a production company, there were all just also just a lot of weird ass movies in the 80s and some of them worked, some of them didn't, and you might as well gamble. You're absolutely right. So, <laughs> I dig it. But, you know, in all seriousness, the plot of this film is pretty crazy town banana pants. I am surprised someone uh, was able to write a coherent synopsis, but If you were to read that synopsis to someone or explain to them a Cliff Notes version of the film, I imagine that you could do it in actually one sentence. How would you, Justin, how would you describe this movie in a way to entice someone to watch it? Give me your pitch meeting, basically. Oh, sure. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Because? Yeah. That's the name of the movie. That's the name of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) This is our round called Over the Top. That's the name of the movie.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, okay. This is a story about an estranged father given a second chance to build a relationship with his 12-year-old son whom he hasn't seen in 10 years. The father is met with fear and resentment on a long road to California. The two arrive at their destination just in time to find out the boy's mother passed away. Now the resentment turns to hate. Will this young man ever learn to forgive his father for walking out on him? Can they rebuild what could be a long and meaningful relationship as father and son? Maybe if his dad can muster the strength to become the world arm wrestling champion and bring home the big bucks and a truck. Maybe America loves a comeback story. Investors. Possibly. Possibly (laughs) Research and development. putting in the man hours.
1: (laughs) I like that. That's really good. And it's interesting because you have us going for the entire first part. And then it's like he can become the arm wrestling champion. And you're like, what? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Where the hell did that come from? <laughs> so that's what I mean. It feels shoehorned in. But at the same time, it's not. Because this movie at the core is about the father and son. And, and there are really good moments in it. And honestly, like, you know, no hyperbole, really good moments in it with Stallone trying to rekindle his relationship. They never go into detail why he had to leave 10 years ago. He was what? scared. Was was that what it was? What was yeah. he scared
0: of? Being a dad, oh, failing. okay. Being a nothing. His his stepdad or not stepdad but his father in law. He said he was a loser.
1: Yeah, Robin. He was loser.
0: He thought, Mr. Cutler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he was he was basically thinking that he was just destined to fail, and he didn't want his failure to fall on his son and prevent him from being amazing. I guess I don't know. People do crazy shit when they're scared.
1: Yeah. I was explaining this pl- this plot the other day um to my lady friend and I was like, "Hey, so how do you how do you feel about this movie? It's a father and son that drive across country to to bond over arm wrestling and trucking." <laughs> She's like, Sounds terrible. <laughs> it's like, but hear me out. Hear me out. Hang on. <laughs> don't judge it so quickly. <laughs> it has a guy that flips his hat around and it has arm wrestlers with amazing names. <laughs> and she was like, it sounds even worse. So.
0: <laughs> I'm Smasher. <laughs>
1: that was a good name. <laughs>
0: yeah. I like was like, don't believe everything you hear. I don't believe it. I don't believe in anything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I your your synopsis is a lot better, and that should be the tagline for IMDb. Um, it is, uh, it's it's really hard to to get bought in in this movie, other than like. So here's IMDb's tough trucker Lincoln Hawk is determined to win back his son and triumph at the world arm wrestling championship.
0: <laughs> yeah, what a, all it uh, takes?
1: Okay, those are two separate things, but okay. <laughs>
0: I'm going to need one call to action on this. (laughs) Oh Jesus. So speaking of the
1: plot, how does this one, because it's so absurd, how does this one rank compared to other movies you've seen? Is it like the weirdest plot, maybe the most daring, or perhaps the most boring?
0: You know, I was thinking about this, and I don't think it's all that weird. When we were talking about Pulp Fiction the other day, and just how, like we were talking about Red Herrings or something like that, I forget what it was, but... For in five seconds, I sort of just replayed the whole movie in my head, and I'm like, "Man, Pulp Fiction's a really fucking weird movie." And I would say that that's stranger a stranger plot than over the top. I mean, that's more over the Top's A relationship between a father and son that just happens to have arm wrestling in it. Whereas Pulp Fiction is these you know these two hitmen that have a weird briefcase with some crazy gold glow. Then there's a pawn shop and a rape scene and and weird things happen <laughs> so i'm just like eh, i don't really know and so and i mean you go down then you start naming off all tarantino movies right i mean even something like from death till dawn that he wrote right just two bank robbers going to a bar and it's full of vampires that's kind of weird um fucking death proof this this weird stunt man that murders people on the road it's also kind of weird <laughs> and it so is, it I'm is sorry. weird man he does got some weird movies so i, I it's peculiar and you know there was a set of live skit where special was hosting and fucking norma donald gets in a car accident and he's like he's like oh i'm right here i'm right by your side you know i'll, I'll help you out i'm, I'm a, i'll stick you know stick with you on this and he's like hey aren't you aren't you that guy from over the top <laughs> and then he's like you know that's, that's that's a pretty decent movie you know it's it's, it's like Kramer versus Kramer. You know, that's a custody battle. And you know, it's a father, a mother, you know, at, you know, trying to figure things out. But it was missing something. Oh, yeah. Arm wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. So it's definitely weird. But I do think that there are stranger things out there.
1: Yeah, interesting. Stranger Things season four coming soon on Netflix. But um, interesting. Yeah, I, I think for me, how I look at it, though, as being odd is this feels like a fever dream or someone who's really high is trying to give you the plot of a movie. It feels like a South Park joke, you know, like when when uh, Cartman was awesome. He's like, Adam Sandler is uh, friends with a, a fridge and comes across a grandma. It's almost like a Mad Libs of create your own movie plot. They're like, yeah. Hear me out. Sylvester Stallone is a truck driver who's fighting for custody of his son. <laughs> but here's the catch. <laughs> he arm wrestles for his love. That's, that's how I tell people. I'm like, it's about arm wrestling to win the love and affection of your child.
0: Right. But I do think that it's missing a component, right? Because the mom is out of the picture, right? She dies. And the grandfather, who's wealthy, wants to take care of this kid and give him everything that he needs. Whereas the dad is someone that ran away. And now he's trying to to be the father figure for him he's he's arm wrestles with his demons as it were and now he's (laughs) he's come back and he needs to not only believe in himself but he needs his son to believe in him as well and i i think that's a powerful message yeah it could be arm wrestling it could be fucking the the president of of best buy or it could be you know (laughs) the, the the best car dealer in the world it doesn't matter he he had to do something that would make his son proud of him and I think that's relatable in a lot of ways. Absolutely.
1: And and I do I do think you could probably insert any type of competition into this, like a knitting competition or a hopscotch competition. But an air guitar contest. That would be amazing. But this is an 80s film. This is Stallone, who, you know, biggest action star pretty much ever besides Arnold. Um, you know, they're they're one A and B. You have to have something macho as arm wrestling. I mean, nothing's more hardcore than than flexing your muscles and, and eating cigars and, you know, <laughs> yelling at people and stuff. So The Legend of the Rent was way hardcore. Was way hardcore. Turkey, turkey sub. I'm going to need that. <laughs> Back toter, whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the plot, the plot isn't isn't horrible. If you really sit down and watch it, it actually kind of makes sense. It's just it's a bonding thing. And I totally understand that as someone who bonded with my father over baseball. I mean, baseball is a more widely accepted sport, but we bonded over baseball and camping and that kind of stuff. I think it's you you find what you can to relate. And he kind of taught him about, uh you know, he, he used that example of, of uh, of arm wrestling the kid on the pinball machine as a hey you can do anything you want like I believe in you I, I have all this faith in you and that was a really heartfelt moment in all honesty in the film I thought that that was great
0: right right and I think that uh, just to add on that when he's on the phone with his mom when he's so excited because he won and he's saying the guy was like five six and then yeah. still, I'm <laughs> just like oh make him bigger you know and he's like no he's like five eight and he's like bigger mom the guy was a monster and I'm just like I think that's cool you know it's his him. Finding a, a fun way to to interact with the son, I thought that was awesome.
1: I agree completely. So you're going to start training little little Henry for some arm wrestling competitions. <laughs> 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 he's gonna he's gonna wrap the fingers around the thumb and then pull, and you're be like, oh god, he's pulling, he's got yeah. it. <laughs> um, so we covered Stallone films like uh, like Copland on this. I think that's the only Stone Stallone film we actually covered. I believe, unless I'm mistaken, if there's possible. anything else. But can you hear you, Ray. Um We want the, to do Creed, but we haven't done. that. Oh, I love that. You know, false Creed. The guy is an action legend, like I've been saying. And whether you like it or not, he uh, he's he, his legacy will remain here. He does make a good push for some dramatic roles, though. And um, however, even when he does have a dramatic role, and this is just my opinion, it usually involves uh, including some element of the action genre in the film. So like in Creed, it's a boxing movie. It's an action movie. Rocky, same kind of thing. There's still action in it. Could Stallone do a 100% action-free dramatic role, in your opinion? What other types of roles besides that could you see him in?
0: Uh, yeah, so I know that... Creed probably shouldn't count but he's not the one doing the boxing like he isn't doing the action sequences per se and he's the trainer and I feel like he accomplished that I think that Creed is Stallone's best work in his entire career Um, but I, I can I will admit that it can be classified as an action sports movie so that's Kind of cheating in a way, but he's not the one doing the action sequences. So, I think it's you can put an asterisk next to that one. But uh, I think that like other roles that he could do, I mean, the man's fucking—he's going to be seventy-six years old this this year. He's he's got some some age, some years behind him. <laughs> he was born the year the Godfather takes place. For crying out loud! Holy so shit! He was born in nineteen forty-six. So that's some time has passed. But I mean, I could easily see him in like not starring, but like just fun little roles, like like uh the Duncan's Toy Chest guy in Home Alone, right? Like that guy that's that he was an old man in that movie, and like in uh Rookie of the Year, he's like three dollars for a hot dog. <laughs> like there's there's a weird quirkiness about Stallone, and I think he could be the old guy in movies. And it would be funny if Children today recognized him as that old guy and not the action star from the fucking 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s. You know what I mean? The man's been making action movies for like six decades. Yeah,
1: seriously. And I agree with you on the Creed role. It is really hard to argue against that. And if anything, that movie doesn't focus on the boxing. It focuses more on the the drama, the life. And so I think that uh, in the relationships that Adonis has with with Rocky and with Uh, Tessa Thompson Um, you know I I think that everything around there and in that film is very very dramatic but um, I I would I just don't know if I could see him in a rom-com or
0: well I don't think he needs to be the star I think if he just has like a little part like a Les Grossman kind of thing like how how Tom or Tom Cruise is in the movie for 10 minutes but he steals the show in those 10 minutes I think that if you were to give Stallone an opportunity to just have fun with the role uh, whether he be like a used car salesman or just that old guy at the at the ball game or in the the convenience store or whatever. Just he has a he has a weird quirkiness <laughs> about him and he'll make you laugh. Yeah. Like you laugh at him in Creed. He's funny. McLeod? <laughs> <A> <laughs> <laughs> and he like looks up. You know, he's he's got like a, a physicalness to his comedy and he's he's a funny guy. And I know that the comedies that he made uh, are not good, right? Stopper my mom will shoot or Oscar. <laughs> Oscar's I think Oscar is funny, but I'm in the minority on that one. Um, (laughs) But he does have some comedy chops, whether whether it's like one or two lines in a movie, but he'll make you laugh. He says some funny things.
1: He really is. I I could see that. Um, I I don't know if he could ever be in like a horror film, but I I do agree with you on the uh, on the partial roles. He could be like the John Goodman of of Coen Brothers films where he makes Small cameos, but they are scene stealers for sure. He he could he could be that guy. He was in Guardians of the Galaxy. He's one of the he's one of the captains of uh, of a different ship. Um, but he, he has a yeah. very small role in that.
0: And he takes his role very seriously. So he shot those those scenes mm-hmm. and he got home and then he calls uh James Gunn. He's like, I think I could do that better. <laughs> so he's like, oh, I think we got it. He's like, let me, let me do it one more time. <laughs> so then they, they reshot the scenes for him. Wow. So that's pretty cool.
1: Good old Stallone, I like it. Again, come on. You ain't so bad, champ. You ain't so bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So I, to follow up on that, this is a quote from Lincoln Hawk. And this is this is what I'm talking about his dramatic chops. He says, the world meets nobody halfway. When you want something, you got to take it. And I felt along with, I, I think of the, the line from Balboa where he says, you know, it's not about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. That's what winners do. So I felt like this line from over the top. Uh, Stallone was just incredibly heartfelt and poignant. He's correct that in life you won't always be helped along the way. Sometimes you need to pull up your pants and work hard to get to where you need to go. That's how I interpreted. But how do you interpret this line, Justin? And it, on top of that, are there any other good moments in the film like this?
0: Um. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that that's true, that that. Hard work is is what it takes. Uh, I mean, it took me twenty years to get my dream job, and I worked a lot of jobs that I hated, and I I remember being miserable for a certain amount of time. And I, you just can't give up, man. That's at the end of the day. I mean, I've I've shared that I've been a fucking janitor, a used car salesman. I've I've worked at a call center. I've I've worked at Target. I worked at Staples, and then and then finally. I I got the job that I love more than anything and and it took a lot of hard work and and a lot of hours and blood sweat and tears and 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 it's it's tough but eventually uh you know an opportunity presented itself and I acted on it. I didn't I didn't come like uh become like complacent and and think that oh I'll never get this opportunity or I'll never get this job. You know you can't wait for things to happen, you have to make it happen and i know that that sounds ridiculous sometimes and you think that the world's against you and and it is it, the world is there to just beat the shit out of you and 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 it hopes that you'll never get back up so it doesn't have to deal with you ever again but you have to say fuck you man i'm going to do it i want it i'm going to take it doesn't yeah. mean steal it means do what you got to do <laughs> to get the job done totally agree with that if you want to start a trucking company,
1: Justin, you go start that trucking company. Just make sure you put a hawk on the front of the truck.
0: <laughs> yeah. I love it when he's like, well, I'm going to need that hawk. I, you're only giving me 7000 I, I know. I, I need that hawk back. The guy's like, well, fuck you. Then it's only like $4,000. How about that? <laughs> That's a pretty nice hawk. It's <laughs> <laughs> all shiny. Oh, um, boy. Yeah, no, totally. I remember one time a guy tried to trade in his car, and it was completely damaged and destroyed, and I was going to give him 100 bucks for it and this thing it was going to be a problem it's going to cost us money to get rid of this thing right but it was just kind of a service and he's like oh do you think i can have the radio so i was like "Fuck!" so i went and asked the, the manager i was like hey he kind of wants his radio out of his car he's like well if he takes the radio then we're only giving him 50. <laughs> so then I, I had to go tell the guy all right man if you take your radio then i'm only going to give you 50 bucks for your car and that was a hard conversation <laughs> to have but i always think of it when he's like oh, let me have the hawk." <laughs> Did
1: I say seven thousand? I meant thirty five hundred. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. Uh, did you have any other moments in this film that you really liked, like good heartfelt moments?
0: Uh, so the the phone call with his mom that's that's probably my fa- one of my favorite parts of the whole movie where he's trying to to get him excited about winning that arm wrestling match. I think that's great. Um, and then I do like when the <laughs> when the, when he, when Smasher introduces himself and he's just trying to play cool with his kid, like, look, dude, I got my boy here. I don't want to be starting anything with you. And then, you know, they start flashing that money around. And then we get to see what this movie's all about. You know, like, oh shit, this is about this is about arm wrestling. And then that <laughs> bull hurley shows up and he's all sweaty. His shirt's like soaking wet. It's <laughs> gross. Sweat. And then he puts his hand on Mike's. Like cause he's like kind of squishing like the, the stress ball or whatever. Yeah. And Bull Hurley puts his hand on there, and the guy's the kid, Mike's like, get off me man like I, <laughs> I, I i like that scene where he's like who's this fucking ball creep trying to know, grab like, my hang down <laughs> no, yeah yeah this motherfucker trying to grab my hang down yeah so it's not a heartfelt moment but it's just like a man this is like a total biker bar this is a trucker bar now and now i gotta i gotta deal with this crazy creeper uh yeah. but i liked how he was there was some sort of uh you know hey that's my dad kind of moment like which i thought was interesting and and it happens early and he doesn't know what to make of his father right like even when he first meets him he's like does this man have any identification yeah <laughs> you know and but when he stood up on the chair so he could see what was happening there was this intrigue that existed you know like you know you want your dad to, to do well and you don't want him to get hurt and this is a scary environment and i, I really like that i thought that was great
1: yeah i agree man
0: and i do like it when it cuts from one montage to another that's <laughs> <laughs> so dumb <laughs>
1: I love montages, though I'm such a sucker for them. So much.
0: Oh man, there's like a maybe five seconds to breathe before the next song kicks on and <laughs> it's starts great. another montage. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, and speaking of montages, you know, it, it, I just spent a, a bit of time kind of talking shit about this movie. But the truth is that I actually have a lot of fun with it, and it's a guilty pleasure of mine. And I know it's a guilty pleasure of yours. I'm just a sucker for this movie, like like I am for Iron Eagle, for Roadhouse, and for Kickboxer. Those are all maybe not so great movies, but holy crap, I watch them all the time. (laughs) What is it about these guilty pleasure films that are such a draw for a rewatchability factor? Like, what's the recipe?
0: So, you know, I didn't know the answer to this until uh, the pandemic when someone had tweeted something about the reason you rewatch a show is, you know, to cope with like your anxiety and you you can put on The Office, right? And just you've seen it a thousand times, but there's something about it that's soothing. And I think these movies are the same way. Maybe they're older ones and they teleport you back to a time when you were a little bit more happy. Or maybe it's just ones that are so terrible that they're <laughs> awesome. And and like no joke. Yesterday Alex went through like almost her entire rogues gallery of movies, man. Like the it mummy, was just, it was national one Moneyball. <laughs> money Yeah, and it was fucking um, Deep Blue Sea was one of them. And I'm just like, oh, man, we're going through all these. I was like, oh, you still got to watch The Martian. And we still got to watch Moneyball. And I'm like, and I just watched Moneyball last week, but I'll watch it again for you. I, I was cracking up. Yeah, she went through her whole list. It was so funny. So I think she was just, you know, she just needed a, a relaxing day. And so part of it is just the, you know, we say rewatchability, but I think it's just the, the relaxability that comes with the guilty pleasure movies to where you can just have it on maybe you're tuning in maybe you're not maybe you're playing on your phone but there's those scenes that make you laugh there's the ones that warm your heart and then there's just the ones that you just downright enjoy because they're super violent or, or gory or whatever like you're a la you know robocop or starship troopers or whatever <laughs> yeah. um and i think that has a lot to do with it and and you know you mentioned iron eagle which I watch like at least three or four times a year. It's so Um, good. (laughs) Fucking over the top. I watch a lot. Uh, That's another one. I probably watch at least twice a year. I don't know why I just do. And um, I don't know. It's just, it's just one of those things that makes me feel good. And I don't, I I can't explain it. I just, I literally can put it on just mentally check out for a little bit and enjoy it. Yeah. It's, it is that
1: comfort blanket. I mean, that's why I rewatch The Office over and over and over again, because even though I know what's going to happen, I still laugh at everything. And I think it's it's great. It reminds me of certain times. Um, and this movie's funny and it makes it, it's a heightened uh, sense of enjoyment now because I know that you love it and I, I laugh at the stupid parts. And I think about, if I were just a, a person driving my car through Colorado and I stop at this diner to go get food, they have a fucking arm wrestling table right there. I'm like, what kind of secret life do these truckers live? What did I, <laughs> I stumble know. upon here? I know. So I just think- they're
0: telling arm wrestling stories over the CB radio. They're like, <laughs> yeah, hey, all I've been hearing down the mountain is that this Lincoln Hawk is the one to beat. It doesn't make any sense. It's so weird. I'm like,
1: Am I missing out on something amazing in this truck driving world? Part of me really wants it to be true. Like there is after this movie, the secret order of truck drivers started doing an over the top tour or something like that. That would be incredible. But I yeah. love his little workout machine, you know, his arm thing and he's 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 working on his strength and all his his uh, workouts he does when he wakes up. It's just it's it's the recipe for a, a, an awesome, cheesy film and kickboxer and and, and um, blood sport and movies like that. I just I laugh at them, but also love the action. It's so stupid. But yeah, it's 80s. Movies are a guilty pleasure. And I think you kind of answered the best way you possibly could. That comfort, that relaxation.
0: Yeah, I do think it's interesting that there's like he says that, you know, Lincoln Hawk from the truckers division. Then there's like that Bosco from like the Teamsters Union or whatever. Yeah. So there's all these guys getting together. (laughs) <laughs> they <took> tickle <laughs> yeah smacking each other really hard to get them all psyched up it's
1: weird man man so have you ever seen the movie real steel i have okay well, i saw it in the
0: theater oh
1: well i saw it on the Redbox because it is essentially the exact same movie except with rock'em suck'em robots hollywood likes to do this with soft and unofficial remakes do you have any favorite soft and unofficial remakes
0: yeah, I got a, I got a couple. Um, I wrote some down. The Magnificent Seven. I think that's a pretty good remake of The Seven Samurai, but with mm-hmm. cowboys. Or a Bug's Life. <laughs> bang, bang, <laughs> bang, bang, shoot them up, cowboys. Yeah, Bug's Life too, sure. That works. Uh, then two movies that we just did. The Mummy is one. Obviously, that's a hardcore remake of the 1932 version. And then Meet the Parents, which is also a a remake of one from eight years earlier. But at the time, I did not know that they were remakes, you know, when I watched them. I'm like, wow, these are really cool stories and they're a lot of fun. And then it's like, oh, they're a remake. It's like, what? (laughs) A what? (laughs) A what? So, yeah, I would say those uh, in particular, um, but um, they aren't, honest to goodness, soft reboots in the sense that, you know, it's a retelling in a completely different way. Whereas, yeah, I mean, Magnificent Seven, you could probably say is, because it's cowboys versus samurais, you know? But, yeah, yeah. Good stuff.
1: Yeah, there are are some out there too. Um, I mean, a lot of like books and stuff will get basically like turned into films. Like Ten Things I Hate About You is basically the Taming of the Shrew, right? Shakespeare uh, draws a lot of inference. We did Clueless, and that's
0: basically Emma. dread and the raid oh god i love that movie those, so much. i love both of those movies so much essentially the same thing but not really <laughs> but
1: they they both work so goddamn well i just think that they're they're just excellent and mm-hmm. yeah i i don't know what it is but um <laughs> i was reading online too someone said taken is the gritty reboot of finding nemo <laughs> oh, yeah. like, that's great oh uh due date due date is heavily influenced by planes trains and automob- automobiles when i first saw due date i was like I've seen this before. <laughs> I was like, certainly I want some shower curtains now or some shower rings that are light because <laughs> they're made of helium. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: And Planes, Trains is probably one of my favorite movies ever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't particularly enjoy due date. I mean, I've watched, I've seen it twice, but Planes, Trains and Automobiles, you laugh pretty much the whole time, minus the end when you put it all together, that Del Griffith's wife has passed away. Then you kind of get really sad. It is sad. It. But um, and I probably cry every time they walk into the house, and Dell just gets to see this beautiful moment of a family reunite. And it's only been a couple of days, but they're excited to see each other. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but I mean, it hits me on a real emotional level. Whereas due date does not. I laugh a couple of times, but it's it's hard to watch. Like the the, the their relationship towards each other is is kind of violent, and I don't really like it.
1: Yeah, it is. I haven't seen it in quite some time, but I really enjoy that movie. But you're
0: right, it is Steve Martin's an asshole in it. So, <laughs> um, I think he's relatable though. Like, if someone's just invading your space, and and Del Griffith isn't technically doing anything wrong, he's just a personality type that you either agree or disagree with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's a genuinely kind human being. He just might be all up in your business to the point where you're uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> but John Candy was such a treasure. So sad when he died. Man. I know.
1: One of the funniest human beings ever. Him and Robin Williams. Broke my heart. The uh, a couple other ones I thought about too. Fast, Fast and the Furious is basically Point Break. It's like the same plot, essentially race wars. And then Disturbia is <laughs> yeah. basically rear window when we covered that one. And we talked right. about that too. Um, there's a funny thing I saw on this Reddit thread too. I'm looking at it right now. It says old school is actually a comedic retelling of fight club. <laughs> and there's an article yeah. to support that. <laughs> if you kind of think about it. It kind of is right. they have a club.
0: <laughs> so I okay, get when the one goes like, I got a question. Sure. from the guy that probably won't get in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I go to school here. It's like, So, <laughs> <laughs> so great. That's what the look on Vince Vaughn's face when he's like, So? It's like my favorite. That and then when they kidnap the guy and throw him in the van, and Will Ferrell grabs like the nuts and then he goes back and looks in the bag one last time. I fucking love that so much. I cracked it. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Oh my God. Love that movie.
1: Well, Justin, you are the king of remembering things, especially obscure facts about different sports. Uh, Did you ever follow arm wrestling at any point? What do you know (laughs) about the competitive world that is arm wrestling?
0: I don't know jack shit about arm (laughs) wrestling other than Sarah Bachman is like the greatest uh, woman arm wrestler in the world. I think she's, she's a Swedish woman. She's got eight championships. And I only even know that is because... I don't know, maybe eight years ago, I was watching Over the Top and I'm like, are there any rest arm? Are there like real arm wrestlers out there? <laughs> so I went <laughs> down the rabbit hole and she was, was literally like a super, super mega pro um, arm wrestler. So she is literally the only one I know and that is because of the movie Over the Top.
1: Oh, wow. Like but I yeah. was, I, I was seeing in 2009, there was a documentary called Pulling John and it was about John Brzenic. I think is his name. And then um, his name Hawk. Yeah, he he uh, he, he's like the greatest arm wrestler of all time, but he's getting on in age. And then there was a um, an up and comer. I think Travis Bagent is his name. And he Travis
0: Barker. He's a drummer and he's married to a Kardashian.
1: Yes exactly <laughs> uh, but they, they battle it out and it's um, it just kind of shows the world of arm wrestling and they talk about pulling and the different techniques it's actually quite interesting um, I do enjoy documentaries that that uh, show um, they, they shed light on things that are a little impractical or, or, or mundane sports and stuff I think that that's really really neat um, ESPN ate the Ocho the Ocho I'm so <laughs> stupid I didn't think
0: about it before <laughs> <but>. <laughs>
1: It's great. So, so wait,
0: do they say that it's more technique than strength?
1: uh yeah so a lot so of it, brute
0: force won't win it it's gonna
1: be technique so it's all about the pull so if you if you have i mean you'd have to have strength too but yes it's technique it's getting psyched up for it but if you are not if your wrist bends back a certain way like the idea is you have to uh, curl your wrist over and so that's why it's it's cool that he does the finger thing when he like mm-hmm. moves his fingers up because he basically controls the top of their hand and now he's pulling towards him with his entire body instead of how come of, they
0: all don't know that
1: well, I How think come
0: he's the only asshole out of
1: all these arm wrestlers that know that. So if you watch an actual competition, they all do know that it's not as dramatic in in the real competitions like this. People aren't jumping up and down and, you know, smacking their chest and stuff. I mean, some people do to get hyped up, but you'll you'll see it's it's all about the, the, the technique and more people are just kind of holding their their face and holding their breath almost like they're taking a shit and you just you you see the tension in their faces. It can get really cool. Um and uh, this John guy, his right arm is way bigger than his left arm. It's like way more developed because <laughs> it's his arm wrestling arm. So
0: it's like uh, it's like the dude and the lady in the water. Yes, exactly. The hero.
1: I like that movie. I know you don't really like that movie, but I do. Um, yeah, I just figured since you you just know facts about every
0: sport. I yeah, was like, I wonder if you I, do. I apologize. I don't know shit about arm wrestling <laughs> other than over the top and Sarah Bachman. There you go. might be backman i don't know well speaking of that
1: is this technically a sports movie
0: uh i don't think so i think it's a i think it's a drama i think it's i mean i think it's an underdog story and i guess at the end of the day you could probably if i worked at a video store yeah let's go to blockbuster in the 80s (laughs) (laughs) i would not put it in in the sports section i would put it in the drama section
1: put in the comedy section i might i just might the kids section so you can watch
0: it that's how you got it yeah i i don't think i would put it with you know like um you know we're talking about moneyball right or rudy or 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 rudy yeah I i don't think that this is one of those um i i think it's different i don't know why but if i worked at blockbuster it would go in the drama section. It wouldn't go in the sports section. What about a movie like Kickboxer
1: or Bloodsport?
0: I put that in the action and se- uh, action section. I guess that makes sense. It's kind of like a. I mean, I, I just because the way I, I mean look they at are it- they are sports, but they're not like they're not like uh, sanctioned. You know, bodies where. It was like a ball club or something like that. Like, I mean, yeah, it, at the end of the day, fishing and bowling are sports, but I wouldn't put Kingpin in the fucking sports. I was just
1: going to say that. Yeah,
0: I would put that in the comedy section.
1: Yeah. Or deep blue sea in the sports section. Cause there's, there's Vigi, Vigi, Vigi. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think maybe a, a rough criteria for a sports film would be at least 50% of it has to be focused on the sport. So, I mean, Creed, there's a, the whole thing is around him training and boxing and stuff, but he works on the relationships with the people and we don't see as much boxing, um, actual like in ring boxing. We see everything building up for that, but that's, I think that's definitely a
0: sports movie. So I think too, maybe it's even what type of sports movie, right? To where if it's like a, if it's real sports, like uh, actual recorded events, then that should be in a sports section. Whereas Major League should be in comedy. Moneyball should be in drama. Rudy should be in drama and not in the actual sports section. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, that makes sense. Rocky probably in drama Um, or I don't know. It could be action, but it's more of a drama to me. I'd say it's way more of a drama than an action film. So I would say I would say Sports Illustrated direct to video or past ball games or whatever go in a sports section mm-hmm. and then the overall genre of whatever the sport movie is would determine which section it goes in major league comedy uh moneyball drama
1: makes sense naked gun the first it's a sports movie so because they have baseball at the end. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah.
0: It's a Mickey balanza.
1: <laughs> Everyone who watches this masterpiece of a film knows by now that Lincoln Hawk gets his super strength when he turns his trucker hat backwards. It's like a force is unleashed with his muscly soul. Is there anything that Justin Cavender does that will take him to another level competitively? Question mark And I want to read you that quote. Because he goes, what I do is I just trust, or I just try to take my hat and I turn it around, and it's like a switch that goes on. And when the switch goes on, I feel like another person. I feel—I don't know—I feel like a like a truck, like a machine. Yeah. <laughs> do you, when do you feel like a trucker machine, Justin?
0: Uh, after this movie, when I turn my hat. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't like people that turn their hat backwards. I'm not into that. I don't know. It's like a Fred Durst thing. I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, is right here. Rolling, 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 rolling. <laughs> yeah. So I don't do the the hat backwards as a norm. That is not a social norm for me. So if I were wearing a hat and I wanted to to play it cool and and turn into a, like a truck or a machine, <laughs> then I would I would turn my hat backwards. But I maybe, don't have maybe an, a minivan, honestly. not a truck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> silhouette. That's the kind Cadillac of like a minivan The um fucking no i mean i don't like take my shirt off to get serious when i'm playing basketball or anything like that um i don't really have uh anything that that (laughs) rain man yeah (laughs) let it rain gun (laughs) drops um white chocolate (laughs) it's like like my favorite Uh, it's so good um but no i don't i don't have any like uh in-game rituals to to uh, to crank it up to 11 i don't i don't do i I I know that I have a way about me, you know, like I'll, I'll kind of roll up my sleeves and expose my, my farmer's tan while I'm, while I'm playing like, fuck, I just need to breathe a little bit. I do some sort (laughs) of fidgety thing. Um, I'm going to pull my socks up and (laughs) it's just something. I I have an extra, I have a, I have an energy that I need to expel. Does that make sense? And so uh, I'll, I'll have to do something different to let that energy get out. And if that means, you know, pulling up my socks a little bit, or fidgeting with my shirt, or something along those lines, turning my head backwards. Then, then I'll do that. But it doesn't, it doesn't allow me to transcend to another level of of competition. It's just something that I need to do to vent a frustration, or I'm so excited I need to do something about it. But I'll try. I mean, I'll, I'll talk. <laughs> I definitely talk when I play sports. Uh, sort of like ham in in uh sandlot (laughs) or naked pictures of your sister if you want them (laughs) right or like woody harrelson in white men can't jump like i'll totally do that i will be obnoxious to uh to win but not like not like uh too dickish to where i'm I'm annoying but i i will say like off the cuff remarks to get in their head
1: so you're basically saying you'd be really
0: good at basketball I could do basketball. I could suck <laughs> awesome. people out all day long. We're not really
1: good at running or dribbling or anything like that, but we're pretty good at just standing and shooting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's not like
1: horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but none, none of that suburb shit you, pussy <laughs> you play in the streets. Uh, or mm. what does he say? None of that pussy suburb shit you play. We're playing prison rules. <laughs> So, yeah, pretty awesome. Um, for me, I like when I'm doing physical activities, whether it be the gym, or hiking, or cycling, or or snowboarding, or something. If I have a point when I almost hit a wall, I stop and I just I look down at the ground and I take a big deep breath and I just go one, two, three, go, and I do it. And then I welcome just come to I cyclist keep, day. Welcome to hiking day. Uh, just one foot in front of the other. And I keep going and I just focus on that, focus on my breathing. And it just gets me to where I need to be. And I'm like, damn, I was done. And then when I'm done, I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm tired now. But yeah, I, uh, I, I turn on like a machine. So it's pretty good. I don't have a backwards hat routine, though. I, I just I love it. I love that it's an element in this film. And I wish that. They might maybe would have explored it a little bit more. They they did a good job of exploring it, but I wanted to see it as a way bigger actual aspect. I wanted to see more people turning their hats backwards. Yeah, so. it's just
0: it does it from the very beginning. That he first does. scene in the trucker bar. Yeah, uh, or a trucker stop, I guess, like a rest stop. Um, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. like one step at a time, one punch at a time, one round at a time.
1: Oh, yeah. I feel like I need to keep watching Creed now. Um okay, well here is my final question and and this is a good one and this is going to be fun. Everyone has an awesome arm wrestling name in this movie. You got the Smasher. You got you got Bull. <laughs> no, Smash. <laughs> I love how authoritative that guy is. It reminds me of Dwight from the office. He's like Smasher, Crasher, Basher. <laughs> um so you got the Smasher, you got Bull, Grizzly, Big Boy and Mad Dog, to name a few. Oh, shit. What and Owen and Hawk? Don't get me wrong. I know that's his last name, but it's still an amazing name. And there's a Bosco in there. Or there's a Bosco. Too. That's a really cool name too. Sounds like a like Hersh a syrup. It sounds like a part to an engine or something like yeah. that. Like a spark he's plug. Like,
0: oh, he's like, I'm fire plug. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, I love um,
1: it. What would your arm wrestling name be?
0: Oh shit! My arm wrestling name would be like candy Saurus because i because i like candy and i'm i'm as big as a Saurus. it's pretty great
1: i wouldn't be scared of you if your name was candy Saurus. what i don't That's... know how many. i would think you're really sweet
0: yeah <laughs> you i imagine. am that too and my superpower is i don't sweat how cool is that i could never have a wet shirt like fucking bull hurley or whatever his name is you don't, don't sweat pers- at all no i don't perspire it's weird wow my superpower you must be
1: lucky. I sweat all the damn time. More machine now than man. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, I think me. It would probably be my nickname in high school was Rank R A N K. Not because I smelled, but my last name is Ramcourt, and you can't say Rants because that just sounds weird. So it, it was Rank. I think that's probably would be, but that doesn't sound as powerful. It have to be something like Bubba. Bubba yeah. sounds like
0: taser face.
1: <laughs> taser face. <laughs> Blazer, laser, Michelle. <laughs> Or I could be Sub-Zero, or I could just be like, now, Plane Zero.
0: (laughs) That's one of the worst lines ever. I love that movie so much. I can't stand it. Here, Sub-Zero, now, Plane Zero. zero.
1: (laughs) I mean, he is right. He's just Plane Zero now. Uh, but true. I I think that that would be really fun to create a name. I'm sure there's an arm wrestling name generator. I'm going to look one up real quick. Arm wrestling Probably. name generator. Oh, they have a wrestling name.
0: Oh, that's cool. My name, my wrestling name is just incredible.
1: That would be, I mean, that's an easy one.
0: It's also if I'm a porn star or I'm a magician. Kind of, kind of all of them. It's I'll not, wait. It's,
1: not, it's <laughs> not doing what I want it to do. <laughs> this is like an html website this is like <laughs> one of the first uh websites that the internet created i don't see anything there's like no real good sites anyways i think that that would be cool but i like just incredible that one's good
0: katasaurus
1: be zach attack Zack attack yeah, yeah. zoltan be a heart attack zoltan. <laughs> zoltan. <laughs> um okay cool well yeah that's all i have on over the top what are your final thoughts and letter grade for this movie
0: Oh, man, I freaking love this movie. It is one that I could watch any day, and uh, it's it's an absolute blast. I know that uh, it's hard to find a child actor that can really bring it to the table, <laughs> and Mike is not the exception to that Dad! one. Uh, he's a little hard to to take in sometimes, but. Uh, I love this movie. I think it's a lot of fun and I enjoy it. And I know you're not a fan of the soundtrack, but it screams '80s soundtrack to me (laughs) and there are a ton of montages. So I'm, I'm here for it. And, uh, I have a blast even, even Sammy Hagar is in it. So that's cool. Um, van halen not van hagar
1: <laughs> i would have been a bigger fan if they had the neutron dance in this movie so oh, that's a good one i love that one and then i'd be like hey beverly hills cop
0: <laughs> now we're talking oh, we got yeah. you beverly hills cop man right, or I love... two <gasps> beverly hills cop, i geez. do love beverly hills cop too it is
1: quite oh, a man. bit yeah <laughs> it is it is quite a, quite a good movie but um okay what's your letter grade then
0: Oh, I am sorry. I will give it an A for arm wrestling. <laughs> That's not wrestling. This is wrestling. Yeah, this I'm 100% biased, but fuck man, I've loved this movie since I was a child and that'll never change. This is this is a we talked about guilty pleasures, 100% a guilty pleasure. <laughs> uh love it so goddamn much and I can recognize that everyone else on this planet probably thinks it's terrible, but uh I, it is it is an A for me, man. I, this one goes up there uh, in the, in the annals of history, right next to <laughs> to Jaws and Rudy and Starship Troopers and and uh, I'm I'm excited. Love it, Rotty. That's amazing. Goes do you, up there to throw- <laughs> Do you own it? You know, I don't. I, I thought I did. I think I lost it in the divorce. Um, <laughs> oh, you know what? I take that back. I do own it. I own it on uh, on DVD, and it's the old cardboard ones with the plastic flap. <laughs> Those are the worst. The yeah. Does, does it have both sides? The uh, widescreen wide and full screen? So, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I can get back to you on that, but uh, it was one of the ones that didn't survive the, the DVD case purge, and it mm-hmm. is now in a binder over there, like a 300-disc mm. binder. Uh, So I'll get back to you on that
1: okay well that's a that's a good deal then i like it Mm -hmm. and like i said it is available on amazon prime for free it's on youtube for free as well i believe yeah Uh, you can watch it on youtube
0: i watched it on prime me too i can't you can't beat that digital stuff man yeah, so it's, easy.
1: I know. I really like it. I just bought No Time to Die and it was $15 for the 4K version, but I don't want the physical copy, so I'm just going to keep it like in a in a box somewhere and I'll just download the digital copy.
0: I know. I was thinking so. of back to the future where he's like, you have to use your hands. <laughs> it's, it's like, like a, a baby's, baby's toy. toy. <laughs>
1: Then he takes the ring to Mordor after that. So yeah, well, this is um. So I'm not as high on this one. This is a this is a solid B for me. And the only reason why is I love this movie. B is still B a good for hurling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. B for broom, 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 which is what the <laughs> truck makes. <laughs> Um, the the reason I'm not super high on this one in the sense of like an A is because I think that there are better cheesy 80s action movies out there 80s uh, they can mo- all movies be out A's, there Zach. I know it's not an A for me though but I still really love this movie and I've seen it a ton and it's just it's so stupid. And why do they stare at him when he goes into the military academy? Every single parent there is staring. At, he doesn't look odd or, or, or dysfunctional or anything. That part always bugs me. I'm like, mind your business. Why are you staring at me as I'm walking up the steps with with a, a manila envelope? Like <laughs> he wasn't doing anything odd. So I don't know. There's little parts in the movie that kind of bug me. But otherwise, absolutely love the movie. I think it's it's really fun. The arm wrestling is ridiculous. Uh, I love any time, type of tournament montage. You know, you're the best around. That yeah. kind of stuff. So huge, huge fan of any time that happens. And even though I knew how this ended, I still was like, oh, shit. Come on, pull. Grab his thumb, sort of thing. So
0: let's let's talk about the military academy really fast. Is that still a thing? Do those still exist?
1: I don't in the 80- know in the 80s. It was all
0: about, you know, kids being shipped off to military school to be you know better people and all this stuff but i i it's like quicksand i've i fucking never seen it (laughs) but it was everywhere in the 80s it's it's like one of those dangers to be aware of and you know never get in trouble because you're gonna go off to to military school i don't know that's a really good question i
1: i've never been to a military school i don't know anybody who's been to a military school so i have no clue did you ever see that movie taps uh, I know what it is, but no, I did not. I saw Child's Play three that takes place in a military school. <laughs> That's true. I've seen that one too. <laughs> it's not good though. <laughs> um, yeah,
0: Taps gets crazy.
1: Hmm. Yeah, never seen it.
0: Yeah, so it's basically this academy is going to close because they want to build condos. Like Ronnie Dangerfield comes in with his car, and he's like, "Ah, no, no, <laughs> no respect, <laughs> no respect." Turn into a turn into a. A condo like uh, a six, six of those, ten of those. Eight of them. <laughs> it's, it's an unofficial sequel <laughs> to Caddyshack. Oh, yeah, I bet. and uh, they they lock it down, man. They defend their their school, and it cool. gets violent. Oh, I did not know it gets violent. <laughs> yeah, it's hardcore, man. They're like, you're not taking our fucking academy, and then they start shooting, and it gets insane. Yikes! Want me to take us home now?
1: Take us to uh, to the Promised Land. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, thank you so much for listening to the Don't Be Crazy podcast. Remember to follow us on Twitter at dbcrazypod, at edgyarmo, and at Dale 60 where you can share your thoughts with us and we will discuss them on our show. You can even tell us what movies you think we should watch for future episodes. We love streaming, so just make sure it is currently streaming in the US, not Canada, you crazy Canadians. Make sure to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Additionally, we're also available on every other major podcast app. Thank you so very much for listening, and
0: please don't be crazy. Thank you so much.